Welcome to Not Meddling, Just Mothering. We are so glad you joined us. Today we are revisiting an episode from a previous season, and we are discussing hopes and dreams. We hope you enjoy. Take a listen. Hey, how are you? Doing good. Just another week. (laughs) I can't believe it's already Thursday. I've been saying... I get up and it's Sunday morning and I go to bed at Saturday night. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so it feels crazy. like all the all the days run together. And filled with all kinds of stuff this week. It's been crazy. How about we talk about our weekly wins right away? All right. Do you want to go first? You know, this week has been a really difficult week, a difficult week of loss for a lot of my family members and friends that are close to us. And I've, I've almost felt like I can't even find a win. So, um, I guess my win I would have to say is that my eldest son has purchased a ticket to come visit for his spring break, which, yeah, which is awesome because, you know, during spring break is typically when they take off and go somewhere and just hang out with friends or do other things that they've planned and he's coming to see us. So I just really appreciate that. I know. As a mom, you're like, what? You picked me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> bless so your heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And enjoy that because one day his, her will pick whoever she wants to go see. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> well, I, my win's kind of a funny win because it's, it's a weird win to say. Right now in these times, I say we're post-COVID, but the world doesn't necessarily act like we're post-COVID. But it feels like things are starting to open up a little. And my adult kids that are married and have three children, their dryer went out. And they were here the day that the, like right before that happened. And then they came to visit for a long weekend. And before she left, my daughter-in-law said, oh, can I just wash and dry? Because I'm going to go home and there's no dryer. And so they, you know, did that. That was fine. And then they left. And I happened to be visiting last weekend and I was in their house and I happened to step into the washroom and I saw their dryer that they had picked and it was a used dryer. And I know this is a funny win, but in this time of economic uncertainty, it seems it's not just my family, but everywhere people keep having like these totally weird one-off emergencies that suck up every dollar that mm-hmm. they had been saving. Yeah. And then they have to start over. And then next month, there's another suck up every dollar emergency. I was just so proud of them. I said, oh, you got a dryer. And she goes, yeah. We went to Home Depot and Lowe's and we saw what they cost. And there were some gorgeous ones. But I just, it just didn't make sense right now in these times. And they have a very steady paycheck. They make decent money. You know, all of that, they definitely could have afforded a new one, but it was just a a wise choice, I thought, because so much you don't know what's happening. Yeah, that is so awesome. That's such a good win. So when I see my kids, what I think the world calls it adulting, (laughs) I'm like, hey, you did that, you know, because that was that was actually a decision I had to make recently. It was like, oh, my fridge is out. Okay, well, do I go buy a whole new kitchen package Or do I just take a minute to see where life is right now and just get a used one? And I found a great used one, a really much better than the one I was going to buy 
two wins, one for you yeah. and one for them. <laughs> and it's so good that they're making mature decisions like that because even sometimes when we're like you just said you did that, I mean, we want to just go get a brand new thing that we don't even have to worry about. And there's warranties to cover issues and things like that. But sometimes that isn't the wisest choice. It just like you said, because of the economic times we're living in and things like that. And who knows what else is going to happen in the next week or two, you know? So yeah, yeah that's great. So <laughs> our topic for this week is talking about our dreams for our kids and what happens when what we hope our dreams don't come true for them or they don't want our dreams. <laughs> It's not the same yeah. as theirs or something. Yeah. <laughs> and before we get to our Bible verse, that before you do that, I want to give like a little bit of definition because I like to look up words to dig into them and see if there's anything more to it. So dream, I looked up dream. And of course, there's the one where you do when you're sleeping, you'd have dreams. But the dream I was thinking of and we we're talking about and the topic is addressing this week is something that is a cherished aspiration, ambition, or ideal. Um, and so I thought a dream is a cherished aspiration. So let's look up aspiration. So I did that. An aspiration, a hope or ambition of achieving something. So I said, okay, let's go more. Hope, hope, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Mm -hmm. So basically dreams are just our hopes, what we want to happen. And with that, go ahead and tell us what the Bible verse that you found is. Yeah, Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred or put aside or delayed makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Yeah, that's so good. I've had in my own life and seen in my kids that you just feel rotten when your hopes and your dreams aren't coming true. And even in my kids' lives, but when something happens and you're like, yes, like to even this hope that my son would come for his spring break, mm -hmm. that was a, a mini dream. And when it was fulfilled, I was like, when I thought it wasn't going to happen because he had talked about, no, I think I might stay here and do certain things, catch up on schoolwork or whatever, which I was like, well, that's a good, uh, mature thing to do. And then he called and said, okay, I'm getting this ticket. And so I was like, oh, yeah, but it's later than what I was going to come. Yeah. And so when I asked him, so what made you change your mind? He said, well, I thought, well, I can stay a couple extra days here and do my work and then still go visit you. So <laughs> he did both. So that was awesome. That made my heart feel full of life. So, yeah. so I get that. That scripture is just right on the money for it. Well, and it's funny that part that says a longing fulfilled is a tree of life because my neighbors they're from like Washington and Oregon, and then they moved to New Jersey because they're a military family. And then they got stationed here um, in Florida. And last fall, early fall, they bought a little tree. It's called a fruit cocktail tree or citrus cocktail tree. And so it's been spliced together. So one one area is going to give you grapefruit. One's going to give you tangerine. Are you one's going to give you oranges or whatever. No way. Yeah, it's very cool. That's but a thing. All it's winter so long, I kept saying, cover your tree, cover your tree, because it's getting cold a little bit. And it was get cold at night because Jacksonville uh -huh. still gets cool. And so the other day, we were out walking and exercising. And she goes, come see my, my orange cocktail tree. <laughs> so we go over there, and it's 
full of these beautiful white orange blossom tree, I mean, little flowers all over the tree. And she's like, look, the tangerines have flowers. The the limes have flowers. The grapefruit have flowers. And I was like, there is so much potential here. Like any one of these flowers is going to turn into a big fat orange or a beautiful grapefruit. And it's just, it's fantastic. And I think when we see something fantastic happen mm-hmm. in our own lives, but for sure our children's lives, something that that we've longed for on their behalf get fulfilled. It's like the beautiful, and I, I got really close and smelled and orange blossoms smell amazing. I've never been near them. So I was mm-hmm. surprised how beautifully sweet they smelled. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a good scripture. God is amazing at how he put things into wording for us. Yeah. He thought through everything. You know, it's like, it's so great. What do you think some parents might wish for for their kids? Some dreams that might, yeah. might have. I, I think some parents wish their kids will go to a certain college, either a college they went to or a college they think is good for their kid or go into a certain career, maybe succeed at sports or use their talent like, oh, my daughter's so beautiful. She should be in fashion shows and modeling and beauty pageants or something like that. Maybe have certain looks. People have expectations about their kids. I've heard of people getting nose jobs for their kids very early on or even you know, breast augmentation or something yeah. like that because they're like, I no, no, you too. can't you can't face the world with those boobies. You need bigger ones. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. One of my roommates, she was telling me about her son's ex-girlfriend, that that's what her family was like. And they they had them get all that stuff done when they were, you know, a certain age because they had a certain image to keep. And that's so that's sad to me, but that's an interesting dream that they have for their because they they aspire for a certain marriage spouse for them to right. to, to catch. Yeah. So that's another thing, marriage. And then of course, who doesn't want grandkids, right? Maybe <laughs> that's something that we dream about. And there's a lot of pressure around that. There's parents of when are you gonna give me a grandkid? When are you gonna give me a yes, grandkid? It is. And it's and sometimes it's it's difficult not to to do that. You already have grandkids. I don't have them. So, <laughs> so that's kind of like, oh, I can't wait till I have grandkids. But I try to keep my mouth shut just because the grandkids aren't for me. They're actually, to be honest, they're the glory of God. There is, they're his seed. That's actually just being obedient to what God has told us to do. Right. Be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So that's the one thing I can use to say, hey, it's not just me. You know, God said it. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> so a couple of other things I think you mentioned talent. So yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the things that in my mind as well, God might have given them talents for certain jobs or to be able to perform certain ways, like for if they're really intelligent or they're geared towards just like Steve Jobs or things like that, that kind of stuff that they're geared towards technology or they're geared towards medical like oh my kid's gonna be a doctor my kid's gonna be a lawyer exactly you know or even in the performing arts if they an actor or musician or different things like that that there's that's some other dreams that people have yeah and and it's interesting 
even what you're saying right now, because I think there's two, two ways to have those kind of dreams for your kids is one, you see an amazing talent on their life and you're like, why aren't you singing on stage? You are amazing. You know, you're yes. so great at it. I know you shared like some of your kids, you're like, they would make good worship leaders or yeah. they would make a good yeah. whatever. But the, the flip side, so that's you seeing their talent mm -hmm. and then right. putting it out there. But there's another side of it where people are like, well, if my kid's not something famous or rich right. or accomplished, exactly. then I failed as a parent. <laughs> that That's, yeah. And that's the sad thing when they feel like it's, all about them and it's not about what god has created their kids to be that's that's a sad thing yes. there's other things you had listed was serve in a ministry or together that's another dream that people might have or you said attend holidays and family events yeah i think because people are like oh well you'll come to christmas at my house and you'll bring your grandkids and we'll get up in our footy pajamas and we'll we'll all open presents and then the family's like, no, we want to open presents at our own house, Grandma, right. and then we'll be right over, maybe. <laughs> or you yeah. can come to our house instead, but we want our kids to be able to wake up to their own tree. And that's, yeah. you know, those are the kind of expectations or dreams that people have, even buying a bigger house, thinking their kids will come home more often. Ask me how I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then they yeah. don't because they're too yeah. busy. And then you sell your big house. And that house. goes back to our whole topic about expectations and, and what we they expect of us and what we expect of them. So right. I remember when we did that topic. Yeah, that there's so many expectations that we are just assume. And you know what happens when you assume. So yeah, <laughs> we don't want to do that. Let's see. A couple of other things that we listed were taking care of parents dream that eventually when we're old and can't take care of ourselves, they won't just throw us into a nursing care facility and leave us there, that they'll actually take care of us, make a certain amount of money, and be a good citizen is another one that, that we listed. So the question you had asked is, what does it feel like to wish certain things for your kids? And is it bad to want them to have certain achievements? So what do you think? Have you thought about that, those two questions? Yeah. Well, so so my oldest child, literally when they were five years old, this is the funniest mm -hmm. story, but when they were five years old, somebody asked that, well, we used to go when they were little in preschool, we used to go to the library and they would get out books about military and about tanks and like historical, you know, picture books. They couldn't read very well, but they would get out these big books and look at the pictures and look at weapons and look at guns. And we're like, what? <laughs> we don't even have a gun in our house. We don't know what, you know, but I grew up around people who hunt and stuff. So it wasn't foreign. But somebody asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to be, he, he said, I want to be a Navy SEAL. But that was because he had a Navy SEAL poster. And he said, I want to be a Navy SEAL and I want to fight for God and my family and my country. So at five years old, we knew that was the deal. And when I said, when they were like older, he was like probably second or third grade. How do you want to decorate your room? American flags and camouflage. So that was set in stone. That was going to happen. <laughs> Military. But when 
I was homeschooling him in high school, he was getting straight A's. He was finishing faster. And he actually graduated in the middle of his junior year. He actually finished all of the assignments for this homeschool program. So I said, well, why just sit home? Why don't we put you in school? And so I put him in a community college because the, the school district would subsidize it, kind of pay for it. And I thought it's a good low-key place for him to start college without high stress. Right. Okay. So he took some classes and then he kept withdrawing himself. And then, and I, w- and I knew he wanted to go to the military, but I was hoping that he would get his, at least his associate's degree before he walked out the door. And fortunately, somehow he picked up 15 credits <laughs> because we had him clip some classes and then he had some seminar classes that happened on weekends that gave him two or three credits or whatever. But he didn't finish the degree. And and it was like, I'm not even asking you to try to get into Yale or Harvard. I'm just asking you to do your best. And And I offered to pay for the whole thing if he would do it. And so it just really, it just really bummed me out. But yeah. he wasn't ready. And anybody that's not ready to be in college, it's a waste of everybody's time and effort. Right. So, so that really yeah. bummed me out. But now... He's in his mid-20s, and he's very high up in his job, and he has a lot of different classes. And he told me that he only needs, like, 23 credits left to get an associate's because of credits that he's gotten on the job. And I said, I I wish he had listened to me back then. He's like, me too. I, I You were right. I should have done he said it would have cost me nothing I was already young you know hitting my career path but I I I should have so sometimes when you know I don't I don't like to say I told you so to my kids I mean I I like to say I told you so but it's it nobody wins when I say that (laughs) I just feel like my ego got a little happy but they they don't feel like wow mom you're awesome. <laughs> but in this situation, I just said, I, w- I wish you had done that. And then you could have gone on to your military career. And and he said, yeah, you were right. I should have done that. And it, it doesn't change that he's successful. He's an amazing father, husband, mm-hmm. all of that. It's right. just that I had wished that that had happened. <laughs> right, right. And the thing is, what do we do when that happens? When our dreams or aspirations for them doesn't happen and they go a different way. We really can't do much except for trust God, right? Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned a while ago about my my dream. One of my dreams is for my kids to use their God-given gift of music. Every single one of them has the ability to sing, play instruments, and a couple of them, I think, more than a couple of them. They they have an anointing. I really feel it's an anointing from God to to lead worship. And for some reason, they just push that aside and push it aside. So that's kind of been one of my dreams. Uh, my oldest son, he used an app called Shemuel and he records on it. And I'm able to listen to the song. So I have this playlist of him and my youngest son. They both were on it and I'm able to listen to them. And I'm like, yeah. 
but they don't let me share it with anyone. And it's so frustrating with for me <laughs> because I'm like, why wouldn't you want to share this God-given gift with anyone so everybody else can enjoy it as well? And I'm not sure where or what their um, thinking or motivation for not wanting to share is. I believe my oldest is really wants to just be humble and doesn't want to be the show off kind of type right. person, right. which I get, but God gave us gifts for us to be able to use for his glory. So it glorifies him when we do use it. So there's that kind of balance. When you're getting to a point where you're like receiving the glory for yourself, then I can see why. But when you're cautious and you're, you're just doing it to glorify God, it's a whole different thing. And so my frustration is that they, they don't use their gifts or share their gifts. Yeah. And it's it's been something that I've just been so disappointed by at times. But then whenever they do the stuff that they do do, I'm able to rejoice in that and, and say, God, okay, God, you know, I don't know what it is, but you're the one that is in control. So I'll let you take care of it and let them decide and commit their ways to you and then you can direct their path. That's one of the scriptures that I had thought about for the best advice to give them when they're trying to figure out what to do in life. And I guess it's good for all of us, but when we commit what we're going to do to God, whatever we do, he's going to establish the plans. You know, that doesn't mean that the plans are going to be exactly what we've planned out, but he establishes them and he walks you through it and whatever comes out, it's for his glory. So, yeah. And, um, and I have to tell you, Asha, that everybody, everybody can understand God's heart by reading his word and by staying close to him. Every, but there's nobody that's special knowing that. But right. when you become a parent, there is nothing like that conviction about what you're, about how your kids are and how you are God's child. Because how many times God says to us our whole life, mm -hmm. I gave you this and you refused to do it. I gave you this talent and you walked away from it. Mm -hmm. You wasted it. You, you embarrassed yourself and the gospel by your actions, your words, your attitude. You you were ungenerous when you knew you knew that you have the gift of hospitality, but you refused to invite anybody over because you didn't want to mm -hmm. be bothered. You That's know, so there's good. and and so every single single time that literally every single time that I have a check in my spirit about either my kids did something that I wish they hadn't, or I'm disappointed, or my feelings are hurt, or I'm a big crybaby, whatever. I mm -hmm. stop. The Holy Spirit just touches me right in my heart. And he goes, remember when God asked you to do that? Mm -hmm. Or remember when he yeah. gave you, like, paid for all those lessons? You know, like a kid, you say, oh, we paid for all these lessons. And now you don't even want to play the violin at the family right. dinner or yeah. whatever. And and God's like, remember when I did that for you? I put you through that college or I gave you that degree yeah. or I taught you that talent. And you buried it sad. And, and so our father looks down at us. And what's awesome is we don't feel the wrath of his, of his disappointment. Mm -hmm. We still feel his love, even when we do it our way. 
really when we do it. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, and that's what we need to do with our kids, right? Yes. Even though deferred hope has made our heart sick, we still show love and just encouragement and try to, and and there's a difference between trying to encourage and nagging. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, if you say, aren't you going to do that? Aren't you going to do that? Aren't you going to do that? But there's moments in time when things will happen. Like my youngest son, I told you last week about that win where he went and did worship at a youth camp. And that was a, you know, it just happened. And it wasn't because I nagged him and said, you need to do worship. You need to do worship. You need to do worship. It was because somebody asked him. And when he mentioned it to me, I didn't say, oh, yeah, you have to do it. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I just said, oh, yeah, that's going to be so good for you. And I just tried to be encouraging instead of be demanding. There's a difference. Although sometimes I just want to demand something for me because I'm just like, I just want you to do this so bad. But uh, <laughs> when it's a it free will help. state really doesn't help. that God has put yeah. us in. <laughs> and exactly. it's the same with him. He's like, why aren't you preaching the gospel? I have given you the word to go. <laughs> Oh, uh, sorry, Asha. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, not you, not you. <laughs> Don't take that personally. <laughs> so funny. I love you. I love you. You know what? I, and it's encouraging, though, that when we do have people that can see the gifts and talents that we don't see ourselves, it's interesting. And that might be another reason that the kids don't do what they do. They're like, oh, yeah, but there's so much more talent out there. They can take care of it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, or there's somebody more gifted to be able to do that. Oh, or there's so many people that can be doctors and nurses or whatever. And so they step back, they take a step back and, and that's kind of a sad thing. So the, the encouraging instead of the nagging is. And I think, I think too, guiding instead of crushing their spirit. Like if, mm -hmm. if you're like, well, I guess bad things are happening to you because I told you to go to college and you didn't or, you know, you took the stupid job and now you're stuck mm -hmm. with it, you know, and, yeah. and those kind of things like you made your bed, now sleep in it. Those right. those don't encourage anybody. Right. <laughs> and neither exactly. does I told you so. <laughs> that is so true. And that is even kind of like the nagging versus encouraging. Crushing spirit is is definitely the nagging. Guiding is by encouragement. And and so. to be there, I mean, sometimes your situation changes. Like, let's say when your kids were younger, you could have helped them through college, but now you're older and your bills have changed and you can't do the same mm -hmm. thing. And that doesn't mean that everybody has to be disappointed. It just means you have new opportunities to work together and be creative in a new way. Right. You know, something yeah. like that. Or, oh, you biologically can't give me grandchildren, but you got foster kids. Let me love the foster kids as if this baby came from your own womb. Those, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's the change in heart and it's the maturity as a parent that's going to help mm -hmm. guide the long-term thinking of how our kids will be long after we are gone. Exactly. And I think a lot of it is it's not just our children that are being molded. I think God is still molding us up until we get to heaven. I think we're going to be continuously molded into his image. And it's, it's a lot of work because we are so imperfect. And there's so many things that, that we need to think 
his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So we're trying to come up higher every, every season. He brings us higher. He brings us higher. And eventually when I get to heaven, we're able to, to walk it out without frustration. Mm-hmm. I know that I have a lot of thoughts for my kids and a lot of dreams and hopes for them. And one of the things that I think for me that I have to work on or I'm continually working on is being patient for the outcome, you know, Yeah. because sometimes we think it should be by a certain age or a certain time that certain things should happen. But our timing is not God's timing. We always think he's late, but he's always on time. One of my friends told me this yesterday, talking about a different situation in, in my husband's life. And she's like, you know, we always think God's late, but he's always on time. He knows exactly how to work all things together for our good. The patience part, that fruit of the spirit that is budding, it's budding. And it seems like, when is it ever going to bloom? <laughs> because I, I always feel impatient. I don't know about you. Yeah. I always feel like I need this to happen now because they're already this age and they're not doing this or they're not doing that. And you can get into that mindset and be judgmental, or you can get into a mindset and try to encourage and find out what the motivation is and try to encourage them into the direction they need to go. And of course, the bottom line is you need to just pray because God is the one that is in control. Yeah. Hey, I want to read some lyrics to um, a new Toby Mac song that's called Help is on the Way because it is exactly what you're saying. It's called Help is on the Way. It said it may be midnight or midday, never early, never late. He's going to stand by what he claims, lived enough life to say, I heard your heart, I see your pain. Out in the dark, out in the rain, feel so alone, feel so afraid. I heard you pray in Jesus' name. It may be midnight or midday. It's never early, never late. He's going to stand by what he claims. I've lived enough life to say, help is on the way. Round in the corner, help is on the way. Coming for you. Help is on the way. Yeah, yeah. I've lived enough life to say, help is on the way. Sometimes it's days. Sometimes it's years. Some face a lifetime of falling tears. But he's in the darkness. He's in the cold. Just like the morning, he always shows. It may be midnight or midday. It's never early, never late. He's going to stand by what he claims. I've lived enough to say. And so even the hopes we have for our kids that, and the hopes that God has for us, till the moment we step over the threshold to heaven, there's still a chance that, you know, some of that, and some of it's frivolous. I mean, we're like, darn, I took you to all those soccer practices and you didn't <laughs> win the World Cup. But like, let it go, mom. Just let it go. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, exactly. But, but their spiritual, um, their spiritual goals or family goals or hope goals that don't have to be, don't have to be set aside because it could happen. Right, exactly. Well, and that leads us to that scripture that tw- Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that we had on our list as well, that he knows the plans he has for us to prosper, not to harm us to give us a hope and a future. So that's the absolute bottom line thing we need to remember is that God is for us and he has a plan for us and he wants us to prosper and he wants us to have the hopes, the dreams and be able to walk them out. And so when we have that settled in our hearts, 
then we can trust that he's going to accomplish it because he doesn't just tease us and say, oh yeah, this and that and this and that. He puts things in our hearts for a reason. The, the thing we need to understand is that we need to know if it's from him or if it's our own selfish desires that we are trying to get to come to pass. Yeah. I think sometimes we do. There's a scripture that talks about that God will give us the desires of our heart. So that doesn't mean everything we desire he's going to give us. What it means is that the desires that we have, he will give us. In other words, he will put desires in our hearts that are from him so that we can desire what is good for us and what is the best. So that's an awesome thought to have and say, okay, God, you give me the desires of my heart, not give me the desires. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So that's a good thing to do. I think just trusting him. And it's funny, like I'm thinking all of these episodes, everything comes down to trusting God because that's basically what we have to do to be able to move forward, get over our pain, accomplish our goals. And I think too, play that delicate balance where you hand over our adult children and our hopes and dreams and expectations of them to God, and yet you stay walking beside them. Right. So that if they put out their hand, you are there to hold it. Exactly. And sometimes when their dreams are totally opposite of what we think or their dreams, they feel like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. And so they give up on them. Um, We try to maybe resurrect the dreams because sometimes it's encouraging for moms and dads to, to be their kids' cheerleaders for them. And it's frustrating when I've heard, oh, you, you can't do that because you're, you know, this and that. Or a parent will say, you know, oh, no, that's just for rich kids. You know, you can't do that. Or that's just for people that are in that part of the world. Or so what? You know, there's lots of transportation. There's lots of resources to be able to, to accomplish whatever we want to do. And the word does say we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So whatever we set our mind to, I think if we commit our ways to the Lord, like Proverbs sixteen three says, then he will establish the plan. So that's the bottom, ultimate bottom line. Yep, yep. And if you know that you've been called to something and you haven't used your talents yet, you can tell your kids, look, I may be 45, 50, 55 years old, but God is calling me still. He is still calling my name to serve him in this way or to finish what he started in my life. And I want Mm -hmm. you to see that so that you see that when it's your turn, you'll persevere. Right. That's so good. That is so good. And it is a lot of that is, is to live by example and not just do as I say and not as I do. It's you got to live by example. So they, they do what you do. You know what I mean? That's how it basically works. If you see the little, little tiny kids that are, following their cowboy dads around with their cowboy hats Mm -hmm. spitting on the ground not tobacco they're spitting whatever but they're chewing gum or whatever because they see their dads doing it you know kids follow what we do that's the the first way they learn and then yeah it's hypocritical of us to say don't do that and we're doing it so yeah i agree with you totally 
What are some of the dreams that you've had for your kids? And or if do you still have? I don't, I don't know. I just hope they would all go to college. I you know hope they would have happy families and marry somebody that they love. And mm-hmm. two out of three have found somebody that they love. That they would be healthy and that they would serve God. But I didn't have a specific way of serving God. I mean, I I would love. Because my kids have musical talent. I would love to see them join the worship team, even if they did it like one Sunday every eight weeks or something. I know that they're capable of it, but I've never, I've never pinpointed that for them. So I just, I I don't know. I, I guess it was just really weird. I just thought, because I went to college and my parents went to college that my kids would definitely go to college. Um, And like I said, all three have gone to college. Two are working towards their degree and one will continue to work on it slowly because of their career. They can't do it full time like the other two. But I think too, kids now, some kids nowadays do things a little bit later than we did. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, you did everything right away. You were just a go-getter from the start. (laughs) I think you, you graduated way early, went to college way early. And so I think sometimes that is what we think that, oh, okay, I did it this way. So then this is how my kids will do it. So, and for me, I think the dreams and hopes I've had when, when I was younger is just, just that they get further ahead than I do. And, but my dad told me one time, cause you know, I was so stressed out because I think I got a C on a test and I came home and I was like, man, I did my best. I don't know why I got, and it was a low C and, and I, typically was a straight A student. And so I came home and I told my dad and I thought he was going to be upset. And he said, you know, he said, did you do your best? And I said, yeah, I did do my best. And he said, well, then that that's all I want for you to, for you to do your best. Yeah. Because the whole thing is that some of us are called to certain things in certain areas. And I think it was probably a subject that I just was not really into, or I don't even remember what it was, but I just remembered that he said that. If you do your best, then that's the all that we can ask from you. you It's funny because that's exactly what my mom says all the time to all of my kids who are her grandkids. She says, if you did your best, just give it to God and whatever the outcome, then then you can be proud of yourself. Yeah, that's that is good. On the other hand, I have a, a little illustration of a book that and maybe I'll I'll look hunt hunted down and look at and there's an just the intro to the book um it's about the holy spirit and it's my pastor from colorado that wrote it and he talks about a moment when he was trying to help his son with the test and um his son was like okay and take it it was in the middle of the night he was like tired and he's like oh okay well just do your best son just do your best and his son says dad I don't want you just to say, oh, just do your best and whatever grade you get. It's not your identity or whatever. He said, I want you to call me higher. Yeah. And so that there's a difference. Like we can't just say do your best because only if we're just saying it to, oh yeah, just kind of sweep it under the rug or whatever. We've got to make sure that what we're doing is the best, not just say, oh, did you do your best? Oh, just go ahead and do your best. Maybe even just say, are you doing your best? Is that the best you can do? Sometimes it isn't the best we can do. You know what I mean? So there's a balance. So we've got to make sure that 
we don't just uh, brush our kids off and, and just give them that as well. I see it both ways. It's just interesting how life situations make different. When you say one thing at this situation and then another thing at this situation, or even with different children, with, with the different adult kids, we, we have different thoughts that we would say towards one, because we know their mindsets or their personalities that we wouldn't say to a different, the other child, because um, it wouldn't work. Yeah. So um, I think that for me, like I was saying, when I don't think I had any specific dreams for my kids, but I, like I said, just for them to use their gifts and talents that God has given them, if he's calling them to use it, then I think that's what they need to do. Not that I necessarily want to just have them show off for the world, but just like, oh my gosh, share it and encourage others. And you never know what God could do with that gift if you just use it. And that's where I think I stand and I've always stood. And all my kids are serving God and that's a good thing because he'll lead them and he'll guide them. I know yours are already, it seems like yours are a little further ahead as far as relationship, marriage, and and career set careers because I think they started early <laughs> like too early yeah you know <laughs> I don't know if it was too early I think it's just like I said earlier they saw what mom did and and they're like oh so they kind of almost followed your yeah. tracks yeah so that's a good thing so what do we want to leave thinking today or what do we want to leave on the hearts and minds of the um, I I think today? that hopes aren't bad and there's every every hope or dream that you have for your kid can be taken different way i mean if it's super selfish or or kind of an offbeat thing maybe reevaluate it but if you have certain hopes for your kids about their their success and their goals and you know the path to life and a relationship and grandkids and serving god I th- all of that's good but i think people have to temper it with what God's plans are for their kid. And yeah, so it that and not to take away from, you know, where God is taking them. And and like every one of us adults, sometimes we have to hear it more than once before it really sinks in that that's our path. Yeah. I think another thing I would like to remember is that our identity isn't in what our kids accomplish. Mm-hmm. I think that there's some people sometimes think that whether they fail or succeed, it is it is their identity. It's because of what they did for them or what they didn't do. So let that go. It's not responsibility to make our kids, especially our adult kids, be successful or not, not successful. Yeah. And you say that all the time. What is that thing you say about? You you don't take responsibility. Take credit for every good thing your kid does, and you can't take the blame for every misstep that they do either. Yeah, yeah that's so. <laughs> that is so good. It's yeah, not about you ex- so much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's just close in prayer and wrap this thing up. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, I'll just go ahead and pray. Father God, we just thank you again for this opportunity to be able to share our experience and our thoughts and hopefully that we 
are able to help those who are listening and going through what we have gone through or just needing an encouraging word today. I pray for your hand upon each one of the listeners, that you would just give them direction, that you would give them wisdom, and that you would give them grace to parent their children with the heart of love, just like you do for us. That doesn't mean to mollycoddle. It doesn't mean to give in to every whim, but it means to discipline them. It means to encourage them. It means to lift them up and it means to live as a godly example before the world so that they can walk that out and see how you have created us and you want us to be. And we just give you glory, Lord. And we just ask that you would just bless this time. We ask that you would bless those that are listening and have them just be encouraged. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 So we will talk next time. All right. Sounds good. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd like to encourage all of you to keep hoping, keep dreaming, because you've got this, mamas.